Alrighty, so really that was a great conversation with Jojo and Rue so far. And honestly, like, I feel like I've learned so much because there's just so much that I personally have never experienced. And while, you know, I would say like, I try to be positive at the same time, I'm not going to be ignorant to these sorts of issues, right. which I feel like with many um, Lolitas, that's kind of like the mindset that they take. Um, yeah. So really what I want to hear is some of your real life experiences or online too, for example. So just in general, like out in the wild, have you had any instances of just negative experiences? It doesn't have to be with just regular folk. It could just be with other regular Lolitas. Um, so your question is just negative experiences in the fashion in general? Yeah. Yeah, well, just out in real life since, you know, a lot of us are cooped up. Um, <laughs> so let's just try to think about when we're outside. Oh gosh, it's it's been 84 years, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and um, with this being said, of course, goes without saying, like I have had so many positive experiences in the fashion and I, this goes without saying right. and without being overly dramatic, but like this fashion did like save my life. Like this fashion helped better me as a person and really taught me to love myself in a way that I never loved myself before. And like this fashion really makes me feel so beautiful. Like I, I don't think I'll ever stop being into Lolita fashion personally, um, just because of how much it's done for me. And I know that we're talking about some heavy stuff, but you know, I don't, say the heavy things because I'm just bitter. I say it because it hurts me so much because this is a fashion that I love, a fashion that I've spent hundreds, thousands of dollars into. And- Not it, even it just monetary, just a lot of time into it. I mean, you've yeah. made that whole dress and the head bow, like that's, that's time. <laughs> like, I, you know, when you put so much love and time into something and it, and then the community hurts you sometimes, it just, it hurts deeper. You know, when something you love hurts you, it really hurts. And that's why so many of us are hurt. And even some of us that are hurt that are not even willing to admit that we're hurt because of people ridiculing us and not taking us seriously. But it does hurt me so deeply because this is something that is so, so near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. um, but with that being said, as far as like negative experiences, um, I actually, I'll bring up just two quick ones. Okay. So, um, when I was in university, I actually took a break from school um, because COVID, but also like it was hard for me to work full time and also go to school full time. And with being in the fashion costume design program, it requires a lot of hands on work that I could not give. I couldn't design dance pieces and also work 40 hours a week. I was just I couldn't mentally do it. But um, at the time I was working on my portfolio um, for my portfolio review coming up. And I needed some pictures of me sewing because, you know, it's just cute to have them in your portfolio. And I actually decided I was going to wear old school sweet for my pictures um, because, you know, everyone in the apartment knows that like, oh, you know, Rue's the, the J fashion girl. I'm non-binary, use they the pronouns, but they're like, oh yeah, Rue's the, the they like the Japanese clothes. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to live my truth and wear one of my courts on campus, which is not something I do because college kids are kind of stinky and dirty and I don't want them to rock to get dirty yeah, like, like they that. don't necessarily at least like, not verbally care but like yeah i'm like no i'm not getting anything messed up and uh i took some pictures and i got 
a Uber back to my apartment because like the roads um, are fine, but there's not a lot of sidewalk. And I did not want to risk walking on the street back to my apartment because and like the buses where I live don't run very quick. I'm like, oh, whatever. I got my huge portfolio and all my sewing stuff. I'll just take an Uber lack. And I took an Uber back to my apartment and the woman in the car was ironically enough, like she was a white woman, but she was mortified. She was just like, oh, you're coming from the costume department, right? This is this is a joke. Like you're wearing those clothes as a joke. Like it's a costume, right? Like you wouldn't actually wear something like that in public. Jordan was there. <laughs> so like I so it was like validating because I was like, that actually just happened to me. And it was weird. It was really unprovokedly like, weird. But she just she hated that I was wearing these clothes. I don't know if she thought it was like something inappropriate. Hopefully not. Um <laughs> actually want to explain to her like oh actually this, but she wouldn't even hear me she didn't she was just like yeah so it's cost and that was very i had never experienced anything like that before i usually don't experience a lot of harassment outside of like random people try and take my pictures and i flip them off <laughs> or um people trying to touch me and like lift up my skirt and touch my hair which <laughs> but bring that up because i actually um i went to paradiso um, the last parody so that happened, I believe in 2019. And I volunteered because I've actually, um, I used to do stuff for Colossal Con and I've done stuff for like mini cons as far as like con ops are. So I was like, oh, I have a little bit of experience. I will volunteer to help with Paradiso and stand at the door. Um, and I did not realize what I was getting myself into and I don't regret it, but um, I stood at the door and it was in the middle of what is it called? The Grand Central Station. And because the way that Paradiso was set up, there was like a hallway room in the back and it was really vast and big, but on the outside, all you see is just me standing in the middle of Grand Central Station from like people and a lot of tourists are there. So a lot of people came up to me, were trying to touch my hat, trying to touch my hair, taking pictures of me, um, asking me really inappropriate questions, but I had to stand there so other Lolitas could see where Paradiso was. Cause like, you could not really see where it was just from- It was in the cut. It, yeah, just because of how the Grand Central Station is. And I experienced a lot of harassment that day, wow. but I was glad it was me because I do have a pretty sound resolve and I know how to just keep my cool. And I know that there are other Lolitas who would get super anxious, super nervous. And it's like, you know what, it's gonna be anyone. I'd rather it be me. Like, I'd rather it be me because I know I can take it. But it, even that was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. And it was specifically for most of my shift, that's all they had me do was stand there. <sighs> and it's and that, fine. But and that in itself is horrible. Like, why should you put yourself at the brunt of these forces? Like, it's just so horrible how this is something that really like, black folks in general it's almost like they kind of trained themselves to do it because they want to protect others and even that is like just heartbreaking to hear i mean i i don't fault anyone and i'm not even upset at any right. it because like, i mean and this is something i'll talk about later because i've i've talked about this with jordan for weeks now but like i, I love my community even though it might not love me i love my community mm -hmm. and if me being someone that someone can see and find comfort at the Grand Central Station because they're lost. If I could just help a Lolita get to their destination, I'm okay with that. Cause I love my community. I want to help my community. Yeah, it was uncomfortable standing out there, 
Um, and there was another Lolita who um, wanted to stay out there, but she was getting so anxious. She was shaking. And I actually took over her shift for her. And I was like, I'll do it. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, and that's okay. Cause that's, that's what, when you love your community, that's what you do. And like, I had no problem doing it, it had to be done. But yeah, having tourists from wherever just come up to me, take pictures, lift up my dress. Like, I think I wore my long bloomers that day. So I was like, in what world is that appropriate? Wow. But I had to like, I had my parasol with me and I was just like, back up. Like, I will actually hurt you. Yeah. Um, and just had to be like, I'm not taking pictures. It is a fashion gala. We wear like modern day historical clothing. Please be respectful. Don't follow back there. Tickets only. Like, I was just, don't go back there. Um, but that harassment was just very like, I forget that people who don't wear alternative fashions act like that. Because for me, I'm like, oh yeah, a person's wearing clothes. But you, when you're yeah, don't, when you, you don't have a trained eye. You're like, you're just like, what is that? <laughs> hey, with some stairs, but you know, tourists are weird. <laughs> so yeah, I would think those are my two experiences of just like randos being like, why are you wearing clothing that is different than what I'm used to you wearing? Right. how dare you dress this way it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> now how about two positive moments that really just like touch their heart <laughs> um usually children will call us princesses at uh, that's my favorite and it'll be it'll, for some reason for us it'll usually be children of color yes all so the time means, all the time it already means a lot when it's you know a white child but like when it is a child of color specifically it just hits different it um but yeah it's usually those are the ones that i remember the most and like um if not like little children like five six eight mm -hmm. um i know rue at one con was talking to like a teenager who wanted to be oh, yeah. in the fashion and that was really heartwarming for me not because because i'm uh, rue's more the talker i'm very quiet um if i am talking it's usually because there's a problem and somebody needs to stop <laughs> oh, <geez>. um, <laughs> so talk about with parody so because there was this guy who was just not being cool and he was taking like flash photography and yeah. i literally i was like hey you can't do that um but other than that like i don't really not really somebody who like reaches not like necessarily reaches out um it's not that i don't care about people coming into the fashion i love when people coming into the fashion but i'm very nervous <laughs> and rue even though they do get nervous they are more ext extroverted than i am but the children really make it for me and like the teenagers who i see myself in um it's just really heartwarming because you just think about like you know um they're gonna remember that yeah and it's a positive experience i want them to remember more so the positive experiences even though the negative ones should be acknowledged and should be dealt with yes i want them to remember what lolita is for being you know like those princesses or whatever yeah. even though that one kid at the chinese buffet called me a grandma i'll take it oh. <laughs> yeah. grandma were you yeah, wearing grandma um, k or something <laughs> no, no, no. um i was in um an innocent world poodle dress and i had the little maxi pad thing on and i had my like up and he was like they, they misjudged me but they don't know my pronouns obviously they're like they look like grandma and i was like i'm gonna just pretend i didn't hear that and i'm just like, yeah. <laughs> well, was, I, I, is that a compliment i guess <laughs> i'm like yeah but also not in the way that you think. I'm not just out here LARPing as a grandma. <laughs> I promise you. Not LARPing. I'm dead. Um, I'm dead. Me, I, 
so many. Yeah. Like it happens to me actually quite often. It feels surreal. I think the last positive one I had was at round one. Yeah. And that, oh, this little black girl would not stop staring at me. Aww. She was just. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. And like, I always do this thing. And it feels probably because I'm black, but I always see a girl and I'm like, oh hi you're so cute I love your hair and I was talking to her and she was like thank you and she ran away and I was like <laughs> okay I'm awkward I get it she comes back with her mom and her mom's sister I'm sitting with Jordan and she's like hi my baby girl just loves your hair she Aww. just loves how you look like you want to so like, look I look and she got all shy she was like no you wanted to talk to her like here she is and oh I was so I was so was taken aback I was like that's my daughter now. Like, we're, <laughs> that's, that's my, <laughs> like, she was so cute. I've had, um, I was featured in one of Lovely Laura's videos and, um, it actually made like a bunch of people recognize me locally, which was really very, very surreal. <laughs> like, I had friends that I didn't even know knew what Lolita were like freaking Noah's wife yeah. was like, Hey, bro, I saw you in Lovely Lore's video. I was like, you know who Lovely Lore is? Right. Like, it was, and I I had this, like, teenage girl in, like, the school uniform outfit come up to me, and all I provoked was, like, are you rude tonight? And I was like, girl, Now we're used to it, but that was, like, one of the first times I was like, I don't consider myself, like, really an influencer or someone who's I popular, do. and, like, I... You're an inspiration, bro. <laughs> Quite I'll put it on. You really <laughs> are. You really are. Inspiration, very different. Like I just, I personally am just someone who vibes. If you know me, that's cool. Like I will tell you what I know. We can take pictures and just like chill. Like I'm not one of those like, look at me. I'm so popular. Like I don't care. I'm just here for a good time, and I'm just here for people to the community feel comfortable. If I could do anything, I just want people to feel like they belong. But having people know me was really weird. And this girl, she was so nervous. And I could tell, she was just like, I just, I really love, I, I love your coordinate. And I think I saw you around. I really want to get to the fashion. And I was just like, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I can. And I'll talk about that later. Cause I actually want to make a resource, but I haven't been able to because mental health and I've been busy. But just, I've, I've actually had quite a few people just come up to me just as a fat person being like, I didn't know that you could wear this and be fat. And I'm like, yes. yes. Even at Paradise, when we were yeah. out with um, who, it was me, you, I don't, was Derry Lou there? Kombucha was. Yeah. There's a couple of black leaders we got together. Mm -hmm. We went out to eat at Paradiso. And this, this one girl just would not stop staring at me. And then she just comes up, I am so sorry. I know you guys are eating. How do you get into Lolita and you're plus size? How do you do that? And I was just like, yeah, I have a minute. And I was like, <laughs> around and like it, it happens a lot and it just it makes me feel good knowing that like first of all people see me and they see me and they think I'm pretty like right. I, I've always struggled with physical like appearance issues and people being like wow you're so beautiful I'm like you think I'm pretty wow but then also people being like wow, you, so, you inspire me. How do you do this? Like, I want to be like you. And that just, it feels good to know that people see themselves in me. Mm -hmm. And I tell, gosh, there's literally, there's so many people. Like there was that one teenager at round one another day who was like, I love you and your girlfriend's outfits. And I was just like, you can wear it too. And they were like, no, I can't. And I was like, <laughs> you can, you can yeah. do whatever you want. Like, just 
was that like a Deku or something? I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> you were a Deku cosplayer, yeah, but just, but just like telling people that they can and that them seeing me and JoJo go out in public and just unapologetically be themselves can just give them that extra confidence boost. Yeah. Like I love just giving that hope in people and just giving that confidence because I didn't have that. I didn't have people on my court telling me you can do whatever you want mm -hmm. and that it don't care what people say, but just reminding people like, you know, Lolita fashion is about loving yourself and dressing for yourself. You can absolutely do it. And I will support you. Tag me in your courts. I will hype you up. Like I'm really that person. Like I want to see people thrive. And knowing that I have that ability to just give that love to other people, just mm -hmm. <laughs> it feels so good to just know that like you make someone feel good about themselves you know i'm sorry i mean no, so you keep blowing me away <laughs> i was like it's really weird like it's not weird like in a bad way but like i never thought that, that someone like me someone as awkward and weird as me could ever make someone feel good about themselves and the fact that people have been like, it's almost like every con I go to now, people recognize me. And it's so surreal because I'm like, I am a weirdo on the internet that wears frilly dresses. And I don't even do it that much. Like, like are you kidding me? Like, you know me for this? <laughs> like, it's so weird. But also just knowing that it's me, because I can't speak for other people, but I know that I'm a genuine person and I know that I genuinely just want the best for people. So, you know, like, I don't know. I'm glad that it's me, but also I feel like it could be anybody. Just like be nice to people and like, you know, but like it does just make me feel good knowing that like people are seeing people be so unapologetically themselves and knowing that they can do the same. Like, it just makes me feel Honestly, you're making me blush and get emotional. <laughs> Oh man, that was oh you keep oh, blowing my. me away. You keep blowing me away. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Jojo, do you want to say anything? <laughs> I I wouldn't be able to after that. <laughs> um besides like the whole kids thing, um I will say that my experience as OG Sama was pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Although it was surprising because we had practiced that whole routine. And it wasn't that I didn't think that we were good because we were, but I didn't know the competition ahead of me. Like I just knew, like once the princes and such were revealed is when I knew who I was up against. Other than that, I was like, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then when we did our skits and whatnot, that was during rehearsal, that was the only time I knew. So I was like, uh, 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 and I've been performing for quite some time. So I was like, I mean, I don't really get stage fright, but um, I am very nervous. So once the music stops, I'm like, please don't trip, please don't trip. And just the overwhelming amount of just like uh, acceptance, I guess you could say, was really nice. And like, not even the fact that like, you know, winning or whatnot, like I was, it would have been, we were like, oh, it would be nice to win, but we just want to have fun sort of thing. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought that me winning was just like, what? Because <laughs> like before the other pageants, again, I didn't really see people who looked like me yeah. winning the pageants or participating in the pageants, really. So it was refreshing to not only see that people had such a wonderful response to a lesbian couple 
of all things, yeah. uh, competing, but also, um, as far as I know, being the first Black Oji Sama of the Midwest was making history. <laughs> <laughs> I, really oh, I really hope I can go to Paradiso whenever it's safe to go. I really hope, because honestly, like, I miss... Y'all, have y'all, either of y'all been to RuffleCon? No. We literally we wanted, wanted to. to go, and the year we were going to go, they was one day oh, man. I will admit, like, in my opinion of all, like, the cons that I've been to, like, RuffleCon was probably, like, the most, like, memorable for me. Um, so I hope, I really hope Paradiso, you know, gets a little bit more, um, not bigger per se, just more programming <laughs> and such. So I'm, I mean, Teco is, I'm hearing is a great con also for J fashion. So hopefully when things settle. I used to live in Pittsburgh and I was like low-key a part of the J fashion community in Pittsburgh, but it was very brief when I went to school. Cause I went to college. I went to the um, artist to Pittsburgh eh, for fashion. Um, and <laughs> I lived in Pittsburgh for like a couple years. And like, I actually met some pretty, it's so wild to think about mm-hmm. how like, Two of my friends have like blown up in J fashion. I'm like, yeah. we were just nerds. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. Yeah. But um, those are like my ex. I'm like, yeah. why are you popular? Be quiet. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the J fashion community in Pittsburgh is phenomenal. Um, uh oh, Jojo's phone is dying. Oh no. Am I still here? Okay. There we go. <laughs> Do you want to get your charger? Uh, I would have to reposition everything because it is not friendly for oh, no. um, chargers. Yeah, um, it okay. wouldn't even stretch either. So ah, we're gonna okay. have to like okay die. <laughs> oh, okay. But I guess we should move okay. on to the next. Topic. The last so in the show. I'm gonna yeah, but, yeah. Je- Teco was great. I've been to Teco plenty of times. I used to go to Teco when it was called the Koshikon. Um, it's Chef's Kiss. I can't. (laughs) So I guess one of the segments that I'm a little bit excited to talking about, um, and I think maybe y'all might be a little bit hesitant to talk about, but I feel it is an important topic. Um, So really about white influencers. So apologies, allyships, all that, all that jazz. So recently, you know, a fellow, a Lolita YouTuber, Lovely Lore. Obviously, we're not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, apologize for <laughs> apologize for her uh, one of her actions. So, um, for the for the audience that either um, doesn't really know what happened, um, or at least from y'all point of view, what happened? Could you just like, elaborate or like tell folks what happened with Lovely Lore? So basically what happened is that Lovely Laura was found to have liked, whether it was by accident as she claimed or not, um, a photo of a, I believe was some sort of fashion person that she was following in front of the Capitol when a bunch of, to put it blankly, fascists storming the Capitol and police letting them in. I cannot stress this enough. Um, and she said that it was an accident. She didn't know that she was following up somebody like that. She's not really aware of things going on in the US right now and essentially like feigning ignorance on the situation. Um, she called for a bunch of people of color to educate her 
Um, and that did not go well. She did a lot of apologies, mostly on Twitter. A lot of this stuff, like her, you know, apologizing and such happened on Twitter. I didn't yeah. even know, as I was looking at the questions, I didn't know she made an apology video and I'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, it was essentially like, um, whether it was an accident or not, she still, um, it was still a cause for concern and people did call her in about this. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. It was just, she was called in about liking this person's picture. She feigned ignorance and then later was like, you know, I'm sorry, yada, yada, yada. I don't know the, the degree or validity of her apologies after originally like backpedaling her saying it was an accident, it was an accident. I don't know anything about that just because I had unfollowed her for quite some time just because, you know, I just didn't like how she had a lot of lukewarm approaches to a lot of very serious issues that should be faced head on and yeah. be not only uh, not tolerating it, but being vocally intolerant to it. I just wouldn't did vibe with that. So I was just like, no. So, yeah. You have anything to add, Rue? For me, so I haven't seen her apology video because as you know, I am taking a break from social media um, because a lot has happened. And I'm, I'm using this to kind of segue to what I want to say. So I actually kind of saw everything unfold at once. Yeah. I was on Twitter as things were happening. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was a lot for me. Um, like, again, everything that happened in DC was just a reminder that like, black lives in this country really don't matter or not seen that have value, but you know, our white counterparts, their lives do. Um, I used to like, gosh, like not to sound like, ooh, but like I've worked with like nonprofit organizations. I've been on national TV. I've actually gotten like media training though I don't remember quite all of it. And like, you know, I've done a lot of stuff with nonprofit orgs and I've actually been to DC. I actually was in DC when Pulse happened with the nonprofit organization at the time. And it was terrifying. Um, because we thought that there were going to be some like um, anti-LGBT hate crime stuff happening. Like I was in the nation's capital when Pulse happened. It was yeah. terrifying. I was with the gay man's chorus in front of the White House when Pulse happened. We sung. We had candles. It was really intimate. It was yeah. wild. And like I've been to DC and I know the security that is there. Okay. I had to get like special tag just to lobby mm -hmm. and like, try to push for like comprehensive sex education and all that kind of stuff like that's what I was doing at that time so I know how severe it is it's not easy like special special ops and like secret force are everywhere so the fact that that happened people don't really realize how like like how much bs it is yeah and a lot of black lolitas live in that area yeah Either it's heavily, NDC, predominantly black. Yes, either NDC or surrounding states. And like, when all this was going on, you know, I had saw threads on Twitter saying that, you know, Ohio's capital was going to get raided yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. I was terrified. I live it's in a domino a, effect. And I live in a predominantly black city. I live in Akron. And like, we're one of what, three counties in Ohio that voted blue in yeah. our purple red leading state? Like, you know, Ohio's not a joke. You know, a lot of the stuff that happened with Black Lives Matter and, and how it started to snowball and become a really uh, predominant movement happened because of police brutality in Ohio. Yeah. So I don't mess with stuff like that. I actually met one of the founding, uh, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, Alicia. Like, I met her in person. Like, we've talked. Like, this stuff is real. This is legit. And when all this was happening, I just kept thinking, like, I'm so scared for all of the Black 
because like blurred con is up in dc and stuff there's a lot of black people out there and a lot of fascists raiding our capital and just, just to have to like to see that and me being like i hate my social media so much like i'm so stressed um and then also immediately see what Laura was doing yeah was like such a like it was a slap in the face especially considering her history with because a lot of people may or may not know this but like lovely Laura is canadian american not yes, to say okay. like oh yeah i'm canadian but i moved to america like no, no. she has dual citizenship and she only recently moved permanently more or less i guess to canada so it's from not los angeles correct or yeah, it's not like she's familiar with these uh you know the capital she's not unfamiliar she might not be constantly looking at it but you know given that she knows she has like quite a bit of american friends and stuff like that like, and that she grew privilege. up it's a, it's a privilege it is like, a privilege for her to be all the way in canada and also use the fact that she is canadian to say that like i didn't know about the things going on as if a lot of white Canadians will do this thing where it's like, well, I'm glad I'm not in America right now. Like, okay. that's a privilege. But like, let's talk about what's going on in Canada right now, actually. So with what I was saying, like I saw that stuff with Lovely Lore and I saw there was like a black Lolita that I mutuals with on Twitter and how like they didn't have to give Lore resources and advice. You are literally a Lolita influencer who has Patreon. The people literally pay you. Mm -hmm. I am paying to literally just like, I know you're not perfect because you're a human, but like, it's I'm a history of, like, thing. I'm paying you to like maybe do a little bit more research. Like, you know how to shop on Taobao, but you don't know how to like, anyways. But um, the fact that she was very much like, I didn't know, I didn't know. And I was like, no, that's a privilege because there are Black Canadians. There are Indigenous Canadians. There were raids happening in Toronto at the same time. For you to have dual citizenship and still not be aware of what's happening in either country is not because you are Canadian, it's because you're ignorant, willfully ignorant, and then having the privilege to be ignorant. Mm -hmm. I was aware of what was happening in DC because it affects me, my loved ones, my friends. You don't really know what's going on or just kind of brush it, brush it off because it doesn't affect you. And people can argue all the time, well, yeah, I'm gay and fascists hate gays. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But when, and, and then there's a lot of nuance with that because gender not conforming and stuff like that. But literally, if I am sitting down in a chair doing absolutely nothing, the first thing people see about me is my skin. They don't know that I'm a lesbian, but they know I'm black. Mm -hmm. When I see you Laura, sitting in a chair and I've never met you before, let's say no one ever know who you were. The first thing that they don't see is that you're a lesbian or that you're sapphic or that you're queer. They see that you are white. That's privilege. Yeah. And like, it, it sucks. Privilege is supposed to suck. It's supposed to be something that you never ask for, but that you have. When I go up and walk upstairs, it's, you know, I don't think about how that's a privilege to be able to walk upstairs and not have a ramp for people who have mobility aids. That is a privilege and it does make me uncomfortable and it should because you didn't ask for it. Everything should be accessible to everybody. Yeah, that's the point. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable because it sucks. You not knowing what was going on in two places of residency where you have taken residency is a privilege. And then her reaction to everything was a panic. It was, oh, I'm sorry. It was, I like, I, I followed Lovely Lore for quite some time. I've seen her 
vague posting tweets about how she doesn't like cancel culture when she doesn't know the history of cancel culture or how cancel culture was a term technically aave coined by black coined people, by black people yeah. to bring awareness of racism and fascism and messed up things that companies do and how we should not give them our funny our money um if they're not going to support us and then white influencers were like oh no don't cancel me meanwhile people are still buying jeffree star palettes so like i don't you don't get to talk about this. You don't get to have nuance because you're not a part of the community that coined this term. Y'all demonized it, but like, but you have so much to say about something you don't know about, but you know when to make an apology. You know when you've messed up and you're afraid to lose a Patreon. You know when you don't want to look bad. Mm -hmm. Lovely Lord situation bothers me because nothing is going to happen. She's mm -hmm. going to make an apology. All Lolitas, including Black Lolitas, who have been like, it doesn't bother me. It's just a mistake. I've accidentally liked tweets before, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. That's great. I appreciate your input, but your experience is not erase the experience of other people who are uncomfortable. I see the lovely lore situation in annoyance because I know how this works. I've seen other influencers. I've seen other white people and our society cater caters to whiteness and white fragility and white femininity. And she's going to make an apology video, probably crying and not wearing makeup. And she's going to just be like, I'm so sorry. Be kind to Black people during this time. Like, I know how it's going to go. It's, it's going to be, she apologized. Why are you still talking about it? Let's move on. She's such a sweet person. Mm -hmm. She will not see an issue with that. She will not understand the power that she has as a person that is perceived as a white woman. I think the most confrontational she's ever been is just to blatantly put a PSA and say please don't harass these people instead of getting in yeah. these people's faces and being intolerant that's what I mean by intolerant versus not tolerating yeah. she's very much the type of person that's like I don't tolerate these things and like lovely lore with everything that's happened like I, I think what really bothered me is not the fact that she made a mistake mm -hmm. because I've made mistakes right. right had you just been like yeah actually um I literally followed this person because they're white, thin, and have a lot of followers and do cute makeup. And so I was mindlessly going on Instagram, liking pictures, as you do. Because let's not, let's not lie about what an influencer's life is like, okay? Like, we all know that you all put up a facade to be one way when you're not. So just be real. You have a bunch of people that you follow, either for clout, because inspo, whatever. You do that because that's what influencers do. You were liking someone's picture without really realizing because, oh, cute white girl wearing American colors, LOL, like, okay? You weren't paying attention. You were being insensitive to the situation. Had you just been straightforward and said, yeah, I was being dumb. And you guys have every right to be upset with me for me being dumb and my ignorance. You Like, literally, that is what I did. Mm -hmm. and left it at that and let people be in their feelings and then from that point try to be better I think I would have had a little bit better response but that was not her response mm -hmm. her response was oh my god I can't believe I did that I'm so sorry what should I do um I like just be nice like I I did this and I wasn't aware and I'm so sorry and like people were even in this thread with this black person and I'm using them because I forget their pronouns mm -hmm. but her people have been like, like, Laura, this is a history of behavior. Like, this isn't the first time that you've been like this. And she's been like, well, can you tell me what I did? Like, you give me examples. And like, one of the examples was something happening in a community Laura was a part of. Mm -hmm. And her response was literally, 
I just like to talk about like Lolita and like his stuff on my blog and like I like I mean I just don't really want to talk about like negative stuff you know like it's not really my do mm. it's it's a pattern of behavior that people are going to continue catering to mm. and that is why I'm annoyed because she is not going to change this could have been a learning experience I'm not mad at you Laura because you made a mistake. I'm mad at you, Lord, because this is the continued pattern of behavior that people are gonna enable and people around you are gonna enable and you're not gonna change because you don't like criticism. You take it very personally when criticism doesn't have to be like that. It is what it is. And she has enough of a following that she doesn't have to see repercussions for little actions like this. So if it's not ruining her money, then why does it matter? Right. If you just if you say you care enough, it will please enough people, and then you can just move on. And I don't want to look at it that way and be that cruel, but that is just how people have been. That's how a lot of white people have been. That's how a lot of people with power and influence have been. It only affects you if it you know ruins your reputation or ruins your money. And like, Laura has not been trying to make the black community like as far as Lolita's feel welcomed. I I thought she was. I had faith in her. I, you know, I've spoken to her twice in DMs. I've thanked her once for mentioning me in her video because it really did help other black and plus size people feel comfortable seeing someone like me. She didn't have to do that. She did it during Black History Month, but she did it. And that was nice of her to use her platform in that way. But she's not made POC Lolita feel comfortable. And it is what it is. Yeah. Like you growing is gonna be uncomfortable, but you don't wanna be uncomfortable. So just, so you're not gonna grow. It is what it is. And it sucks. And I don't want it to be this way, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And that is my issue with it. I'm so sorry. I know I'm sounding like really mean right now, but yeah. like- You have nothing to apologize for. It is, it's, I, I appreciate it is. your honesty. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my phone is screaming at me. Do you want me to get my extension cord? Uh, yes. Okay, let's see. There's okay. I'll take a break then here if you need it. No, Rue, you literally don't have to apologize. I like, like, seriously, like, you really don't. <laughs> like, the whole reason why I'm doing it is just to listen. Like, I mean, this is a learning experience for me, but like, I really hope like other people like actually like sit down and really listen that, oh shit, okay, maybe let me get my head out my ass and. Yeah. <laughs> I've been so frustrated because I've been seeing like other Black Lolita's nuance on the situation and a lot of people are like what's the big deal yeah. and like I can see that like I can honestly see what's the big deal my issue isn't that she liked the picture yeah. it really isn't my issue that's, is that's her repeated behavior and how people enable this repeated behavior and how like she's not really changing just call a spade a spade you know that's my issue is yeah. that she's saying she's one way when she's not yeah so like don't lie but like also <laughs> be you honest be, with yourself like when you become an influencer you unfortunately kind of like sign an unwritten agreement that people are gonna just have access to your privacy yeah and like when you get that popular uh yeah i think so okay. i don't know apple products you're gonna see my face <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, charging very good like like, unfortunately, like, it sucks and I don't agree with it, but, like, people are also paying you, so you gotta work a little harder. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, it is what it is. It's not easy. I have been, like, I have made mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like, I have hurt people. And it sucks. And there are things that I think about that I've done that I do not like that I've done. We have brownies on the table. Don't mind us. (laughs) Um, There are things that I've done that have hurt people. And I'll have to live with that. And I can't take away the hurt. But the only thing I can do as at least as like I've learned my lesson is to do better. That person doesn't have to forgive me. Those people don't have to forgive me. But it's I'm doing a disservice to myself if I don't grow. I'm doing a disservice to myself if I don't like criticize myself and be better. But like she's not going to do that. Why would she? You're going to have she's going to have people. She's going to have black people saying it's fine. She's going to have POT people saying it's fine. She's going to say she's going to have fat, skinny, tall, disabled, able-bodied people telling her it's okay. Yeah. So she'll, she'll, she's going to say, well, if people are telling me it's fine, then I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point of self-growth. Yeah. The point of self-growth is for yourself. Just because you have a bunch of diverse yes-men does not mean you're going to grow. In fact, that is only going to harm you in like, the end. Yeah. And I feel like what she has to do in a love other influencers have to do is like call to attention why exactly they're being an influencer like who are you influencing who yeah. are you wanting to influence if you just we want to be an essentially walking human ad that's fine but the, you have to like be present that you can't be like oh yeah i'm here for later so that everybody can feel good in the fashion okay but so not everybody and, feels good yeah and it's because of your action or inaction and a lot of people don't understand that it's not only due to what you do but also what we you don't do, do do and a lot of people are thinking like well what have I done I'm like that's the thing you haven't done anything anything you I've seen more of your little devil inspired sponsorships your body line sponsorships than I have seen you physically surround yourself with black people and not just because they chose you to be a model in their fashion shows like I'm not seeing it at all and if I do see it it's again more yes men more people who th- who think more so for an individualistic than a collectivist situation yeah. and it's tiring I'm over it and like i get it <laughs> because it's not just like white people just have to do or think about people it's not what i'm saying but like don't use the word ally if you're not actually going to be an ally that word is a heavy powerful word i actually made a reference to this on twitter before i took my hiatus and i was just like people will literally say they're an ally and say poc people I'm like that is POC means people of color are you actively using that language mm-hmm. ask yourself that and it's one thing to like you know slip up because it's such a it common is what thing it is, but, but like, like they're constantly just doing that and I'm like you're just trying to say color and then like if you have talked to other black people you would know a lot of black people don't like to be called people of color the the experience of people of color versus black people are very different some if you're talking to someone who is hispanic visibly black and west asian yeah you could say collectively i was talking to a group like i was talking yeah but like black people when you're talking specifically about black people this whole interview thing is not about people of color it is about black people right (laughs) you wouldn't know that because you're not actively putting yourself in these environments you're not seeking it out and I, and I get it. We want to be around what's comfortable for us. But like, you don't, you don't get to say you're doing something and then not do it. Then that's a lie. If you're being an ally, then what are you doing to ally yourself? Are you just specifically asking for the labor of Black people to educate you without money? 
I had someone ask me questions about something that was very triggering for me. And I said, you know, I do this because I care, but that was a lot that you asked of me to do. And I just woke up and they were like, well, do you want me to pay you for your time genuinely? And I was like, yeah, actually I would appreciate that because I don't wake up wanting to just talk about race all the time. I like, that's my experience. But lovely Lord never would have thought like, I'm going to pay this person for their time and resources. Not only have I hurt them, I'm asking for their emotional labor for something that I did. Never thought to pay them. I've only seen her crowdfund once, but that was during the like, resurgence since the summer of the Black Lives Matter. Movement. And then it's That's like, it. well, I don't have the money to pay people for their influence. You can go to a university and talk to Black scholars for free. They're paid with the university. You can go to Black spaces and speak to people that have nonprofit funds. You can... Uh, like you can literally seek out this information yourself. It's a lot of work, but we live in a society where we're spoiled. We don't want to do a lot of hard work anymore. I get it. I don't want to do it sometimes either, but you got to do it though, because you, you gotta. And if you don't do it, you don't get to say you did. Right. It, it's it's really that simple. If you don't want to be an ally, then don't do it. <laughs> but you don't get to say you're an ally and then don't do the work. I say I'm an ally because I've done the work and I'm still doing work. It is not a completed task, an ongoing process. But it's not just like, oh, I did a lot of research yesterday. So like, I'm taking a break for black people today. I'm done. That's <laughs> no, yeah, that's enough. That's enough equality for today. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, it's not how it works. It is exhausting. It's, it's work. Work can be exhausting, but like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just built different, but like, I, I could never get exhausted from wanting to learn about the experiences of other people and help them. Yes, right. stuff hurts my heart, right. but like, if I am hurting people, my brain, I guess, is just like, I need to be better. I don't want to sit here and give them sorry, sorry, sorries, because sorry don't make the pain go away, exactly. but I don't want to hurt anyone else. And so I'm going to be uncomfortable and I'm going to put myself in spaces that are going to make me uncomfortable so I can be better because I just want to be a better human. Exactly. But people, people say things like I want to be a better human, but they don't know what that looks like. They just think toxic positivity and ooh-woo and hugs and like, no, like I get it. Like I like giving love too and I'm awkward, but it also means putting in the work and like, and I know, I know if Lovely Laura ever saw this video, she would be offended because she's like, I do put in the work. And I'm like, you do put in work. You're not putting in the right work. And you're not putting in effort. Like, you know, clearly, clearly something, there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, I hope, quite honestly, I hope Lovely Laura does watch this video because I feel like this could be a resource for her to listen and learn about really black struggles in Lolita and in general like <laughs> I just feel like this would actually be a, a free resource on YouTube because I'm not monetized so this is literally a free resource for you Lord <laughs> so she has no excuse yeah I mean even Jade did that mm -hmm. yeah yeah, like that's a free resource exactly yeah yeah now talk about other I guess um white Lolitas now there was another Lolita that was exposed to be a Nazi sympathizer. And we are talking about D.D. Zeta. Mm -hmm. How do y'all feel about that? <laughs> I don't know so, if, Drew, if you were on Twitter when this happened. This was literally the next day after. Yeah, I did see. 
I did. And not and not um I said I was gonna take a break, but then I was like, no, I'm gonna go back on Twitter because like I just wanna know what's going on because like I've worried about a lot of my friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and mainly not because of the Lily Lord thing, but because of what was happening in the country. Cause I'm like, what's happening in Ohio? What's you know? But then I saw that too and I was like, Yeah, I actually need to take a break. <laughs> like I think I'm done. <laughs> but my whole take on that is more or less the same with lovely lore however a bit more harsh just because of the outright displays of not only anti-semitism anti-blackness uh anti-indigenousness but also did i say anti-semitism i think no you didn't uh, anti-semitism zionism all that uh orientalism uh you know discrimination against God. asian people not just east asian of course but like the entire country like people like to forget but you know yeah. um and i don't know what exactly went into her responding to being called in i'm sure it was either it's not a big deal it was a long time ago yada, yada, yada. when you're on the internet as a black person you just get used to not only white people but non-black people of color same responses yep. it was a long time ago i didn't know who cares? Yeah. I, I had a racist face. I had a racist face, even though I totally impacted Black children. Uh, I should be forgiven for that, and you should get over it, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's been my take on it. I've been a little bit more taking a step back about it, just because I know where I'm at. Um, I don't associate with fascists. I call a spade a spade. She is a fascist. That's what it is. If it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, guess what? It's a duck sort of thing i take that sort of approach um and a lot of people like to say that i know these questions are coming up but a lot of people like to say that lolita fashion is not a political fashion and it is it is it is a living movement it has everything to do with politics so when you align yourself with these sort of things or like these sort of things come into question you can't act like lolita fashion isn't existing in a bubble you like to talk about diversity and whatnot like okay let's talk about diversity of thought i'm not going to be here a communist making breaking bread with a fascist you know what i mean <laughs> um i believe in diversity of thought however again not make breaking bread with those types of people i believe in you know accountability i believe in restorative i believe in having open dialogue i believe in being called in and i believe in challenging things and the fact that she kind of just again fell back on her white privilege and was like oh it's part of the, my fashion oh military stuff is used constantly in golf fashion which um i personally believe this and the third okay but it still hurts people forget your excuses, forget your explanation. It still hurts people. What are you going to do about it? As far as I know, she hasn't done anything, but that's just because again, I very much, I had more, I wouldn't say I had more of a personal thing with Lovely Lord because I just have learned not to have really, or I made a promise to myself not to, or try not to have these personal relationships with influencers just because when they are people too, celebrities influencers are going to disappoint me and i would much rather put that sort of energy into my interpersonal relationships rather than somebody who was online untouchable especially at her caliber yeah um but i guess it would be more personal in the sense of like i did follow her at one point i did look up to lovely at one point whereas i had never heard of this woman ever i never heard of this person ever i was like what <laughs> but again also i thought like with a trained eye a lot of people were like oh my gosh i didn't know this is so th i'm like i have a trained eye to these sort of things how did how did you guys not know but that's just another thing but just my sentiments are more or less the same 
but again more harsh because she is like blatantly a fascist i don't know about lovely laura's political affiliations i personally think she is a lukewarm person i would not know her political affiliations because she does not have a particular stance on anything that is not directly benefiting her right. whereas because, ooh, right. quite honestly even though she's lovely that doesn't mean that you can't have a stance on things like and i feel like people just have that mentality like oh she's lovely lore so she can't yeah. think this way or that no she probably does but <laughs> like you feel very strongly about for instance replicas why can't you have that same instance on child endangerment with the yeah. whole the lolita fashion tag on twitter and instagram because when that lolita fashion was trending on twitter everyone and their moms and grandmas was defending that for like it was the last thing of their life yep yeah I it was it's a whole thing and like it's not that okay a lot of people were saying that like oh yeah she doesn't support it. i'm like okay but she also doesn't not support it if that makes any sense like you're telling me like yes this is bad but she's also going at it in a very tiptoeing through the tulip sort of thing like i either need i need to know if you don't like vehemently don't like this or like it. if you're anywhere in between i'm automatically going to assume you're siding silence yeah. is silence right. and neutrality is siding with, with the, the oppressor. oppressor and i believe cannot remember the man's name but there's a lot going on um but so many people have said that leaders who were involved in the holocaust members who were involved in the first civil rights movement of the 1960s a lot of people will say that right is a language of the unheard and yet so many people yes. are okay with these influencers being neutral and forgetting that it's again it's not about it's not about necessarily action all the time but rather inaction what aren't you doing how are you showing that you are against this because you just saying i don't like it i think you probably shouldn't we don't have time for that children don't have the time to you know wait for people to maybe care about them it's either you do or you don't at the end of the day mm -hmm. yeah no, yeah <laughs> yeah but that's again with Didi. i again don't know the woman don't care to know the woman i just know that again i see a fascist i run the other way right. i walk the other way yeah i don't have much commentary on it it's just like wow that's bad it's vehemently bad. It's something that we should avoid. That's something we shouldn't, that we should be intolerant about. That's something we should not welcome yeah. in our community. That's something that's a no-go. A lot of people talk about gatekeeping and it's like, sometimes we need to close the gate because mm -hmm. there's right. too many people who are being hurt in this community. And we, instead of saying, hey, this is not okay, you need to go away. We are more willing, and I say we as in like, as a community, not necessarily like personal, um, but this community just has an issue with closing people who are predatory unless of course it's like you know unless it's like straight up in our face like you know uh men who fetishize this fashion i'll put it that way um those types of people it's easy because we're so far removed from that but when it comes to people who again look like a lot of people that you see in this community a lot of people find it hard and it's the whole uh cognitive dissonance sort of thing it's like i like this fashion this person likes this fashion i think this fashion is good so therefore i'm going to do everything that i can to put this person in a good light even though we may not agree it's the whole agree disagree thing so yeah yeah i agree with you honey because there's it's so much like likability politics and also like um people who are seen conventionally attractive based on societal standards also get passes yeah. 
I don't know this person. I don't know their gender nor pronouns, um, but I did see that. And I saw that a lot of people were saying, well, like, it's more historical. It's the whole, like, and I brought this up earlier, like the whole, oh, it's historical clothing. And it's like, I like historical clothing. I also am not tone deaf. Mm -hmm. not <laughs> like, it's really not that hard. Um, and like, I brought like, oh my, it, it makes me sick for people to just be that way and, and look and like literally use that as an excuse. Like I cannot express enough that people will defend and die for this fashion, but not the people who wear it. Y'all care about the elastic being stressed on a dress Y'all care about yours. that's not even yours. Y'all will DM people on lace market on a dress they bought two years ago asking when they're gonna resell it. Y'all care more about alterations to a skirt than you care about the person wearing it. Y'all do not, and like that is an issue. And it's in like I, I I don't know if it happens in a bunch of other communities. I don't care. We're not talking about those communities right now. But this community has a problem with depersonalization of the people in the community escapism that needs to be addressed because it is killing and harming people. That person, it's just like Jordan said, like call a spade a spade. That person is disgusting. I don't care what their soft story is. I don't care how they feel. That's not a person to me. That is a person that is going, like that is just a being, an existing whatever. It's, un it's unacceptable like that is just it's, it's that's so far gone and you know what's so funny about that though is that i have seen people on twitter being like it's not a big deal about the whole lovely lord thing like black people cry wolf to everything okay and then you have a literal fascist wearing like nuts and memorabilia and y'all will still look at that and say but it's fashion it's historical what's the big deal black people we will literally be called an n-word to our face and someone will still say what's the big deal you guys say it it's 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 like so when do you care about black people and the existence of black people when will you finally say enough is enough this isn't okay what 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 is the event when is, when is the what is the limit to when you will actually care about black people do we actually have to die because Cause, cause that's happened. Cause, cause we have, we have, and y'all would still say the mother uses the death for money. Well, she bought herself a nice purse. Clearly doesn't care that her son's dead. And I, I don't want to get that dark, but really like I'm in this fashion, but I exist outside this fashion and I know how people are and I've seen how people are. And like, when, when will y'all actually care about the feelings of someone else that isn't you? When will you care about the experiences? When will it be enough? Because what I've seen and the many years that I've existed, people haven't cared. I've never seen someone say, this is the limit because there really isn't one. You wanna use that as an excuse to avoid accountability, to avoid the fact that you're being a little shitty, but in truth, you actually don't care to know what the limit is because you don't care. You don't see people as people. You just know that this talk of racism makes you uncomfortable probably because you have some things that you have to unlearn. I did. But like, you know, I, I'm a very blunt person. And if you have a problem, you should say it. And a lot of these people, for the fact that they don't want to be ostracized from communities and because they want to look lovely, they won't say it with their chest. 
especially not to someone's face. They'll say it behind a anime profile picture on Twitter. But, you know, I get it. I see through it. I already know. I look at that situation. I already know how it's going to go. Y'all don't care. It All it was was just triggering content for someone else. And I retweeted to spare awareness because I don't want people to have to succumb to that. But I already know how the community is going to feel. Mm-hmm. Like, this community is so lukewarm, which is so ironic because we are inherently a political fashion. All alternative fashion is a sub-fashion from the norm, inherently making it political. I've seen, like, I'm a punk. I actually even consider myself a punk as far as, like, my political stance. I consider myself a punk. And there are people that don't know the history of punks. There are people, like, oh, God, that's a whole other thing. Like, there are people saying that punk isn't political. You saying punk isn't political is same thing as, like, saying, well, it's not political. They're both political. It just is. And, and, you know, there are certain things I don't even consider political. I don't consider Black Lives Matter political. That's just people wanting to exist. That's it. How is that political? Like, people talk about pro-life, pro, like, um, all that stuff. I don't consider that political. That's people wanting anonymy over their bodies. How is that political? How is someone's body political? But, you know, but that's just how I see things. And I look at Melita and it's just like, how do you not know the history of Melita? Y'all are just cosplaying at this point because Melita specifically is not dressing for the male gaze and to dress for yourself. And it means completely different to each person. Someone who is fat wearing Lolita, yes, it is politically charged, but a fat person taking up space and wearing Lolita and being extravagant means completely different to someone who might be thin. A black Lolita wearing Lolita and being extravagant and overly feminine in a society that says that black women are not even pretty is a completely different political statement than a white woman. Like, it is always going to be politically charged, even if they marry. And like, because our society says that we have to be desirable to men, period. You going against that in any shape, way, or form is seen as political. Like, like, oh my gosh, I could literally go back into history and all the different ways that people dress non-conforming but anytime you dress away from what society deems is acceptable is a statement and that's okay but let's be real about it like let's let's say it is what it is Lolita is a, a political statement in the form of foreign fabrics and expensive lace it is what it is so like don't pretend it's not you know if anything that's insulting it's insulting to say that Lolita is not political. It it spits and steps on all the Lolitas before us and the people that made this what it is. It literally, it, it spits on their face because it started in Japan. And I think about the Japanese people of that time in like the 80s, the 90s and what they probably went through. Like there's the whole like, what, the two steps behind a man thing. Like Japan is a very conservative country and people forget that. And like just thinking about how you would have to be perceived in Japan. There are people in Japan that identify as ex-gender but aren't even able to express that because of how their society is. Just imagining the footwork they put into this fashion so they can exist. And for some random white conservative in the Middle East saying that's not what it is, insulting, disrespectful, could not be me.